Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. Welcome to the family. We chose this one. This is episode 201, Herbie, fully loaded from 2005. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode's brought to you by Jacobs Volkswagen. Bill Jacobs Volkswagen is committed to providing the best customer service and experience. They had just been awarded the JD Power Award Dealer of Excellence Award three years in running. Shout out to Bill Jacobs Volkswagen. That is 2211 Aurora Avenue, <laughs> Naperville, Illinois. Oh, there's one in Lexington, Lexington Kentucky as well. So no, maybe that's, it's a that's, Don, that's, that's Don Jacobs Volkswagen. This is, we're strictly, strictly oh. sponsored by Bill Jacobs Volkswagen. So when you Joey. Google Jacobs Volkswagen, the first result is Bill Jacobs Volkswagen, but the side is Don Jacobs Volkswagen. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Apologies to Bill. Don, not on board. Anyway, also shout out to Michael McGann, our patron who picked this movie for us. We will talk about Herbie Fully Loaded after the break, but Joe, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to since we last spoke? It was a glorious return to Sunday this week. Oh, true. I mean, you know, wait, did the Steelers win? I, I genuinely don't know. I'm assuming <laughs> they did. Or no. They did. They okay. went to Buffalo, played the Bills away in Buffalo in a full stadium full of rabid table-breaking fans, was losing until the middle of the third quarter, and came back and won. And um, I was delighted. It was a great, great beginning of Sunday football for me. Um, Then I just, you know, continued chugging beers, watching Red Zone and uh, football for the rest of the day. And um, it was just a wonderful time. Monday night game was excellent too last night. Oh, don't actually don't mention it because I haven't watched it yet. So I somehow okay, have dodged I just said it was spoilers. Great. I just yes. said it was great. That's yes. it. No more about it. No uh, more about somehow, it. We're, yeah, we're recording on Wednesday. I I don't I don't even know who played. So please I have, go I've, watch it. Watch the Manning stream, by the way. The Mannings did a stream. Eli and Peyton did their own stream on ESPN. So if you can find that one, I think it's I, much more interesting than the broadcast. I TiVo'd whatever, whatever, I guess it's just a regular broadcast. I TiVo'd that, so that's on my okay. TiVo for whatever, yeah. It started out a little shaky, but then they brought on, like, a bunch of, like, old players and stuff, and they talked about, like, what they were seeing in the play, okay. and it was excellent. Highly recommend it next Monday if you get a chance. Watch the Manning stream. It was great. I really liked Fascinating. it. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah, cool. it was, like... It, it it's definitely rough. It was like their first one, right? So like there was like some stuff like Ray Lewis called in. He was on his cell phone. He was clearly holding his iPhone. So I was like, come on, man. You know, right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning were talking about like what they're seeing from the Ravens defense and what he's seeing from the Raiders offense. Right. So he's like, it was cool. It was cool to watch to see like them big brain exactly what's happening. Audibles and checks. And he's like, oh, it, and they obviously know exactly what's going to happen. It was really crazy. Well, I, I do want to shout out the Vikings for losing in a way that no team has ever lost before. Did you hear this stat? So <laughs> I didn't the know that it was team ever to is the first game to okay. ever hit zero 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 in overtime. OK, where the points also get scored at zero zero zero. So the Bengals are the first team to ever win like that. And the Vikings oh. are the first team to ever lose like that. You know, the Bengals had the ball with like, I don't know, three or four or five seconds left and yes. they spiked it and then they kicked the field goal. So I guess it hit zero before it went through. So like time had expired, but it had never happened before, which seems like kind buzzer of... beater. That's that's weird. Yeah, I don't believe that. Uh, I mean, like I believe the stat, but at the same time, it's like it feels like that would have happened before. Right. Well, I guess maybe not in it happens all the time in, in the fourth quarter, but I guess in overtime, like there's no oh. reason to like milk it. Right. Yes, you're right. You're you're abs- that's that makes so much sense. OK, but, fair. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. 
that sucks. I mean, it's it's par for the course, right? It's yeah, just... you know that we, you know that whenever um, Rachel and I place our morning sports bet parlays, we never touch the Vikings games because we never want to jinx you or jinx against you either. Well, I guess so. the good news is that they didn't get COVID. So, like, every week that Kirk doesn't get COVID, I guess, is a win in some way. <laughs> yeah, true. Very because... true. <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's this gonna, year it's it's it seems like it's very likely to happen but uh yeah uh, not yet the other thing that i've been doing is uh just besides sports is we've been watching like some bullshit reality tv whatever skip that but we did watch um something that we you and i and west talked about which is why the last man are you caught up yes i watched the first three episodes yep why the last man is a comic book that i really really enjoyed i realized i read it this is funny. I was like trying to place how I read it, and I was like, I remember reading it at Rachel's house. So I was like, okay. damn, that's a long time ago. And I only was reading it. I, I was reading it on the iPad Mini she bought me as like one of our first Christmas presents. And I was like, that is really Cute. cool. That also places it firmly about like ten years ago, right? Sure. So, <laughs> so I was like, damn, it's been a long time. So I was watching it. I really like the show. I can't tell if it's following the comic book or like well or okay. not because i don't remember because you don't remember yeah i just literally like don't like i know the gist of the story right and like i knew like oh like these are the important characters like as i see them but then like some of it i'm like i don't know if this is how this went or not but because yeah, it's it's one that i've never read that you had told me to read and i think nico probably like re like i because i had, I had a list of like graphic novels or series or whatever yeah. and i had sent to him and he had, like sort of ordered them in terms of like what i should get to first or whatever and, like everything i've ever heard talk about why the last man is in favor of it but i still yes. just haven't because i just generally don't and so i don't know anything one way or the other i've read headlines of like where they're drawing inspiration from, you know, Pelosi it's, or Ivanka Trump, yes, or like yes. there's like more trans stories in the comics. So yep. like that's all modern. I understand that, but like yep. in terms of the one-to-one adaptation, I don't know if it is or not. But I'm enjoying the series through three episodes. I'm I really like it. I agree. I'm excited to see where it goes. It feels. See the thing that I'm thinking, and I'm not sure, but I feel like there was like a long journey at the beginning of the story. So uh, the show isn't doing that. It felt like he was kind of just like wandering alone for like a while. Can you give a quick summary of what it is if people haven't if people don't know about it? Yes. Why the Last Man is a story where something happens, an event that they call it in the show. I don't remember what they call it in the book. That something happens that every man on the planet all just dies at the same time. There is one man whose name is York. He goes by Why. Why the Last Man. And his monkey ampersand, and there, and who's also a boy, and they're like the two remaining males on the planet. I really liked it because it's like the the world is run by women, but it's women that had that just lost a bunch of men. So there's like women that are like we don't need men, and then there's women that are like we definitely need men, and then there's just like women that are like I just want to be left alone, right? Like it right. like works out really well, and I yeah. I like the dynamic of those different groups, like how that you're still gonna get separation, like if like even if you lost like all the no matter what, there's people are different, right? So like they're gonna have like these like cliques that they like fall into, and that was like one of my favorite parts about the comic, but also it's kind of comedic, like for it being like a dark premise, essentially like the leftovers, right? Like. Yeah, but, like, way more brutal. Like, it's, you know, instead of 2%, it's, like, 49%. Yeah, exactly. But also, it's, like, still funny. Like, there's, like, like a lot of, like, tongue-in-cheek jokes in there. There was one joke in the third episode that I was, like, oh, yes, this is definitely from the books. 
like he he's self-aware that like the shit is funny right is the like, joke about his name or just be sort of vague about it because i don't want to spoil anything but what was the what was the scene or what was the joke or what was going on i'm just trying to gauge where like what's uh when he like is like oh the last doctor we have to visit is dr man oh, right. god yes, has yes, a yes, sense yes, of humor yes, yes. it's fine. like yes yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's it's on Hulu. It's on FX on Hulu, so it's on FX, but it's also on Hulu the next day. So yes. I think new episodes on Mondays. So there were three that are out now as you listen to this, or a fourth if you're listening on the main feed will have come out yesterday. And I think there's probably eight or ten or twelve. Whoever who knows how many in the first season, but it's one a week. But they jumped three the first day. So I like this three and go type situation, like the. Well, I think it also for this makes sense. Like I, I mean sometimes they do two sometimes they do three but like i feel like after three it's kind of like a, okay now the ball is actually really rolling in terms of yes. momentum and narrative and story right yes, so yes yes i mean that it, it's also true of like the after the first episode of the second but like there's something like we're on the journey to a thing at the end of the three right so yeah you're you're, cool. you're essentially like starting the story in the first right. three and like and then you're like now you're in present day again right like this is like the yeah right yes so that's what I've been up to. Um, don't think I really watch any movies because I've been doing a lot of sports stuff and reality TV shows and just like hanging out, chilling. So that was about it. What about you? Let's see. Have I watched movies? Let me. I'm, I have. I've done actual things. But I'm trying to see if I've watched movies of note. I watched A Quiet Place Part Two, which you guys saw in theaters. I think right. We saw A Quiet Place Part Two in theaters. We didn't see the other Part Two. What? Uh, don't Breathe Part Two yet. Oh yeah, that don't. Uh, that's yeah. Quiet Place Part 2 I thought was good. I mean, I don't really remember much about the first one. I think this one was good. I wish that there was more Emily Blunt in it, kind of like about the kids doing things. It is about two, the kids, yeah. Which I'm, you know, it's fine, but whatever. Um, and then I, the other big movie that I watched that was really good was American Werewolf in London. Have you seen that one from 1981? No, but I feel like I just, did you, I feel like my sister's boyfriend just said he wanted to watch this movie. It's a it's a very Why? famous popular horror movie. It's also the 40th anniversary, so maybe people are like it was directed by John Landis, did the Blues okay. Brothers and Trading Places and Coming okay. to America. Okay, and it's two American dudes are in like rural England. They get attacked by what they eventually find out is a werewolf, and one dies, and one just gets attacked and gets you know he gets scratched, so he becomes the werewolf. And like it's a whole like it just it's very good. So I would recommend it? it. I mean. That's so weird that you brought that up just because he, like, just mentioned it to me last week. So that's why I was like, that's weird that about the time you were watching it is about the time he was talking about it. Yeah, so. I think because, I mean, this is the 40th anniversary, so there's probably, like, people just writing about it yeah. and talking about it and whatever. Makes so this sense. is part of my Hooptober or whatever. But, yeah, cool. so that was – that's uh, it's good. I recommend it. Cool. It, I was on Peacock. I think – do you get Peacock with your Comcast cable or no? I do you have Peacock or something? I don't have Comcast, but yes, I have access to Peacock. Gotcha. Okay, so it's on Peacock if you want to watch it. Cool. But of more, of bigger note, so I, I joined um, Brian Rodriguez on High School Slumber Party Ooh. to talk about Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. Okay. Uh, so it's the it's a prequel movie that came out after the show ended, but it because the whole show is who killed Laura Palmer, basically. Like, that's the mystery. That's the driving yeah, force, whatever. Exactly. And so this shows the final seven days of her life. Because in the first episode, she washes up dead. Like, that's the inciting incident for the show. So this shows the final seven days. And this is a uh, – it was a wildly divisive, very – a movie that people did not like. Because uh, they're like, this is not what I wanted to see. This is not the Twin Peaks that I wanted, whatever. Uh, it's great. But Brian had seen Twin Peaks in, like, high school or college and not really since. And so he kind of dove into this, like, mostly blind. And he's just like, I don't know what – 
I don't know what's going on. Uh, but it was a good okay. episode. We watched the movie again, and so I sort of you know answered some questions for him, and it was fun. But didn't they come out? Didn't it come out like a long time after Twin Peaks as well? No. So it came out. So the show was on like ninety and ninety one, and this came out in ninety two, and then just five years ago. So twenty at the end of the series. Okay. In, there's this other place is called the Red Room, and Laura Palmer, like her spirit or whatever, says to the, the main character Dale Cooper, "I'll see you again in 25 years." And people are like, "Oh, whatever." And then 25 years later, there was the Twin Peaks: The Return, so like a separate series, like a sequel series, that's kind of a continuation. But the movie came out immediately after okay. that's the show, like the next then. year or whatever. But it just by that point, people are like, "This is not what I want." Okay. Uh, it was a fun episode, so that's out now. If you want to listen, it, you know, it already came out as we're recording this, so it's definitely out now as you're listening to this. Um, so if you like Twin Peaks at all, go check that out on High School Summer Party. Yeah. I've also gone to, and this is almost unprecedented, I've gone to two concerts in the last week. Oh, fancy right? boy. Yeah. So I went with Brian, because I was going to go with Bob, and then Bob couldn't go of How to Win the Lottery. But I was like, I need somebody, and like, it was a, the concert was in New York, and Brian's like, I'll go. So we went on Friday to see Andy Schaff, who was a Canadian folk singer, and it was good. Um, I really enjoyed it. That was my first concert back since... October, like since Halloween 2019. Um, so Brian yeah. and I went to this place in Brooklyn, which was good. What well, was it in Brooklyn? Was it like the Brooklyn, the what, what's the name of the place? No, it was a tiny place called the Warsaw. It's like this Polish themed. I've been there. Yes. You have been there. Okay, so yes, they sell like pierogies and stuff. Yes, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking weird and cool. But yes, I saw the Blood Brothers there. But yes, I did. It's a good spot. And there's also like a, cool. a huge bar that is like kind of tucked yeah. around, away around the corner that I didn't go into. But like there's like a venue space and there's like a little kitchen area. And then there's like a huge bar. So. Yeah, it's a weird spot, man. I like it a lot. That's cool. I, I had a feeling it was there. That's cool that you went there. So we went there on Friday, and then last night, as we record this, on Tuesday, I saw Julian Baker in New York, and she is a singer. So I don't know if I've mentioned on her on here before. I've talked to Wes about her, I think. So I probably maybe saw on Twitter. I don't know. One of my favorite artists is Phoebe Bridgers, yes. who I'm seeing actually next week. So I'll talk Ooh, about that next episode. But, or maybe, boy this, this month. I know. But, like, there's nothing else. I got nothing else going on. There's, like, five <laughs> things I'm doing in September, and there's nothing. But Phoebe was in a band with Julian Baker called Boy Genius, which was just, like, a side project. And so Julian Baker had a new album come out this year, and so I saw her. I went with Bob last night. I couldn't find it. Like, I was asking all these people, like, I normally go to concerts with, like, nobody could go, or nobody was free, or whatever, and people were like, I don't really want to see her, or whatever. Yeah. It was really, really good. It was at the Beacon Theater. Okay. Beacon, Beacon Hall. No, Beacon Theater on the Upper West Side, and it was seated, which was nice, Ooh. and it was great. I mean, she's she's incredible. Like, she she's sort of indie, but she also, like, rocks kind of hard, which was good, and, like, cool. her voice is just incredible, and so... Seated. Seated, which Sold was nice. me, man. That's what I'm talking about as an old guy now. So that was a lot of fun. So that was last night. And then I got more things coming up that are in-person events. So I will, uh, you know, and mask. What's cool about so the, the I I had been to things in New York in the last couple of months. But since the vaccine mandate came down, this is the first time I was in New York. So, like, every time you go to a bar or a restaurant or, like, these venues, you have to show at the door, like, your ID, but also your proof of vaccination and also, like, your ticket. So there's a lot going on, which is cool. Yeah. It's, like, either proof of vaccination or a negative test or a negative PCR or whatever. So, like, but it's, it's serious. And so it's cool. But I'm still, you know, they still encourage or maybe even, I think, last night required masks inside. It's cool, though. It's good. And I, I felt safe and I felt, you know, it was... It was nice, but you know the concert was great, and yeah, I was excited. So that was that was good. But yeah, that was extracurricular activities. We have an email address. Fan- Wait, no, no, that's not what we order. We go. Jeez, uh, I'm. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. But we did this normally. We have a Patreon page. Too fast. Too forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of the Ooh. aforementioned High School Summer Party. 
Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, aforementioned, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all so much for supporting the $5 a month level or above. So, Joe, you and I were talking, and our, on our next bonus episode, which will come out in October, we are going to announce next year's themes, and so all the $10 a month patrons will get to pick a movie for next year, too. Except, except for Brian. Yeah, Brian does not get one. Brian does get one. Brian is so <laughs> difficult to talk to. We're like, Brian, what, guess, what episodes do you want to guest on? He's like, what, what am I going to pick? I'm like, you don't get to pick. We have the same conversation for this lap. <laughs> You don't get to pick. You don't get special He's, rules. Brian's been driving Joey crazy in the chat <laughs> for like three days, and and I've been hysterical about it. So I just needed. To he's bring like, it he's up. like, just put me on whatever. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. I'm not just <laughs> put you on a thing. Tell me what you want to do. And he and then you pick the movie. He's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, cool, okay. <laughs> anyway, it was like this weird, like, like nobody flinching between like pick something and I'm not going to pick anything situation. It was really like, you know, it felt like Rachel and I talking about dinner or something. Like, just pick anything. I can't pick anything. So Brian will be back. He'll be on two episodes <laughs> this lap back. and then probably two episodes next lap as well. He'll be here. It's just Brian is doing his thing. But so <laughs> the way that like the laps go and continue or whatever, like this year, there were three laps that, you know, you got one pick for. But next year, there's only going to be two. Like it's going to start in like March or whatever and end in like November-ish or whatever. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be you get more bang for your buck, I guess, because then at the end of what lap are we in now? So this is nine? Nine. So then we're going to do ten. So at the end of twelve, we'll do like another three laps or whatever. So you get in one. So anyway, long or short of it is that you'll soon know next lap's theme. Every, I mean, the patrons already know. Yeah, they've been. Everyone there. will know soon. And then the patrons will know even sooner uh, what next year's themes are. So if you want to n- get in the know, too fast, too forever.com, even, even a buck. dollar a month gets you yeah. all the stuff or whatever. Yeah. Just a so. buck. That's all it takes. Now we have an email address, family at cageclub.me, and we have two emails, one of which is a YouTube, an actual YouTube comment. So the first, that one is first. Okay. So someone named Back to the Island, I have no idea who this could possibly be, <laughs> commented on our video about Tokyo Drift. He says, I don't listen to the YouTube versions. I'm assuming it's a heat. I don't know. I don't listen to the YouTube <laughs> versions, but I really appreciate seeing the clickbaity thumbnails from this lap come across my YouTube feed, which is all just the circle jacob question mark so yeah. yeah oh that's good that's really good yeah i like those too that was a good idea shout out to maybe wes i don't know if that was wes or not but you know very likely <laughs> and then the actual email we got was from alex ellen and subject line startled by vin at eight thirty a.m okay so he says watching the track walk before the italian grand prix and as they're interviewing one of the mclaren drivers it quick yes. cuts to vin diesel getting a picture with lewis hamilton then a minute or two later they after they interview Usain Bolt, they show Vin and Usain talking briefly before they hassle Vin about trying to drive one of the F1 cars. Wasn't prepared for this kind of crossover, but a welcome surprise. I was not watching F1. I heard that it's been really great lately. I have friends that are super into it right now. But I did see the pictures of Vin and Lewis Hamilton come across some um, Fast and Furious meme pages. I just didn't know the context, so I appreciate you uh, explaining it, Alex. Thank you. Very cool. It is, you know, it's it's jarring to see Vin Diesel on your TV at eight thirty in the morning when you're not expecting Vin Diesel to be on your TV at eight thirty in the morning, right? So, but it also was like a thing where it was Vin Diesel, but like eight thirty in the morning, and he's next to like a professional race car driver, and he like looked bigger than he did in F nine because obviously, you know, it's been a lot of time since he shot that movie. Like his biceps were huge, and I thought that it was like somebody making fun of somebody else saying that guy looked like Vin Diesel. So I was a little confused at the beginning, but apparently it was actually gotcha. Vin Diesel. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, he looked like ripped. His biceps were huge in this picture. That's what I remember from it. I mean, he's a you know he's a he's a swole man. Yeah, he mu- he must be prepping for the Rock to come back for FX. FX. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It has the movies. Um, that's all the emails for today. If you want to email in family. Oh, and at shout out. Wait, 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 wait. Shout out to our new fan that just tweeted us yesterday. Oh, Lane. Yes. Lane's on episode seven right now. So he'll so, get to this in a few months. <laughs> Years, maybe. But Lane. I don't know. Like, I can't. I know. I, I like the show and I like us and I think we have something good. I can't imagine listening to 200 episodes of this in a row. Like, I can't. <laughs> I cannot possibly fathom. Like, I appreciate and respect and cherish each and every one of you. Who You're going to live through the pandemic again. Like, once or twice. Yeah, once or twice a week. I, I Yeah, even that maybe too much. Like, to, to binge this from the beginning is a is level dedication. of dedication that is admirable appre- and Appreciated for, by me. Yeah, yeah, appreciated and scary, but thank you. So shout out Lane when you get here. Ryan Blue Car. Yes, yes, he did. He has a fucking Porsche. He has a Porsche. That's so sick. Yeah, when you get here to episode two hundred and one, know that we we saw your comment. We appreciated it. Thank you. In twenty twenty three or whenever you get here. (laughs) Exactly. That's all the emails, family at cageclub.me or just, you know, at too fast, too forever on all the socials or whatever. I looked the other day, you know, we, we did that thing and I basically cut it all out of the last episode when we were like fumbling over Facebook podcasts. I looked on Tuesday morning to see if the new podcast had been posted on Facebook. Didn't see it. So <laughs> don't, I don't know. What I cut out of the last episode was like six minutes of me like, where is it? I don't know where it is. And, and me I still being like, I could see it. And you're like, I don't know where it is. And you're like, I found it. And I was like, I but can't find it. But now that I know it. where to look, I was like, oh, I'll just find a check it. Nope. Didn't show up. So okay. uh, maybe it's there now. I don't know. But family at Cage Club. I mean, Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. Is there anything you've seen? Because I don't think that I have. No, no, I haven't seen anything about Fast and the Furious lately. All right, then the final thing to do in a very quick intro before we take a break and talk about Herbie Fully Loaded is talk about the Fast and the Furious Minute, Minute 27 of Too Fast, Too Furious. Only one possible title. Only the one title. And Drive. You all right? You might want to keep your eyes on the road, Playboy. What, you think we're going to crash? I haven't decided yet. What are you doing, Brian? <laughs> he did the stare and drive on you, didn't he? He got that from me. So in this minute, Brian and Monica continue to chat, flirt, and drive. Brian pulls the stair and drive on Monica Fuente as they drive off as cars begin to pull up to Carter Verone's house. There's a line of dialogue here. What, you think we're going to crash? And Monica says, I haven't decided yet. Joe, what is she deciding? His driving abilities. She She's not confident in his driving abilities. She's just, you know, like, t- like he's like, look, I'm such a good, cool driver. And sh- she's like, I don't fucking know yet. Okay, so he, she's trying to figure out how good of a driver he is. Like, no, she, she knows, knows that he's good. But... She, yeah, she knows that he's good. She's trying to neg him, saying, like, I don't know if I can trust you yet. You know, and he's like, what do you mean? That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I okay. read in that situation. I also do like that, you know, she calls him Playboy in this minute. We just had the trivia question about 
what she calls him cowboy or whatever, right? So, like, yeah. we didn't do Playboy as an answer, which is good because we don't actually, you know, want to. Because yeah. they're both right, right? So They're both right. They're, they are both right. I really liked, you know, watching this minute 17 times in a row, pausing every two milliseconds. Sure. Um, one of the things that I noticed that I really enjoyed was Ava Mendez's reaction when Roman says, like, I taught him that, and then he, like, pulls away, she, like, looks back at Paul Walker and, like, has, like, a genuine sense of surprise. Like, she, she's either, one, selling surprise so well, or two, that was, like, ad-libbed or something, like, the, like, the end or the drive-off, like, one or the other. It just seems very natural, and I like that a lot. I like seeing her face in that one shot like that second as she turns and she's like oh shit like yeah she's like i cannot believe that not only did you just do that but all i mean she also seemed into it but like that roman did and he taught you about it right so yeah yeah it also it reminds me totally different of in seinfeld of george's dad's the stop short it's not that yes (laughs) but it's it's the same kind of like it's a way to flirt I've made this, I think I've made this joke on this show before, and you Probably. were like, I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm like, the stop short. Like, I taught him, like, that's that's my move. That's how I got The here. difference here is that this is reckless and dangerous. That's just sexual assault, right? There's a difference, but it's, it's yeah. similar in <laughs> yes. the end, the means to the end, I guess, right? So. Yes, and stare and drive, stop short, they, they're alliteration a little bit. They oh, yeah, and by the way, in Seinfeld and Simpsons, I'm at the end of season six, about to start season seven for both, so. Oh, cool, very good. Cool. You watched a great episode recently. You watched The Devils, finally. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've been to Devils games where they have Putty on the TV, and I didn't know that that was from the show. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I, that's what yeah, I'm saying. So. Now you got the context. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, there's a there's a bunch of new cars here, and, like, I'm going to detail more of the other drivers at Carter Verone's house and all their, their clothing and stuff as we see them, because there's a lot of scenes that I know of, like, them standing around listening to Carter talk, and so I figure, like, that's the time to figure out what they're wearing or whatever, but... We get a lot of shots of the of the cars that they drive in park. So what did you notice? Anything cool pop out here? So there was a lot of cars. I got all the cars. One of the coolest things that I noticed was a reference back to us talking about the Craig Lieberman video and him telling us how they got the Lancer Evo for Brian. Remember he said that um you know, they were looking for one and Mitsubishi kind of just diverted like brand new ones that they were going to send to the race team to them for the movie. Yes, 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 yes. Well, in this one, as you referenced in the the minute that like you see Brian going 80 miles an hour, when you look at it, the car only has 209 miles on it. So it was brand new, right? Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Because usually like I, I like watch for the miles and stuff like that just to see like if they're consistent or whatever, whenever we're doing this stuff, but to see the shot of the dash and it only have 209 miles, like the car is brand new. So it's like weird that it would be impounded brand new, right? Like, well, so there is, so it's a weird thing about that. Not about this, but in the similar note that I'm, I was going to forget otherwise, but when we get to Herbie fully loaded, they do a shot of the odometer there and the mileage is exactly, I think five, 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 five. And what Michael Keaton comments on is just, Oh, this goes up to 200 miles an hour. It's like, yeah, but there's like a cooler thing here. Like, it's just like, what do you do? <laughs> Anyway, but yes, I noticed that in a different thing. I did not notice it here, and I think that's good, but I was just like, there's another, there's like a more unusual thing that like you're totally missing to be like, oh, that's weird, but yeah. But anyway, cool, good. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's exactly right. There's some cool cars here. There's a Viper. There's a, a Saline Mustang. 
this is the first shot of the Yanko Camaro that we see that's referenced in Crossroads that V drive to V's house, drive to V's house. The, the Yanko Camaro's there. And and the, is the Yanko one is that like that's Fonzie or the other guy's car, right? Yes, that, yeah, it's the blue the and white. Cars? Yeah, okay. The blue and white Camaro. There's yeah. like the orange one and the blue and white one, yeah. So it's the first time we see that quickly. Um I know that there's some other cars that are going to pop up, but those are the ones that you see in this shot. That was a uh, dude, I was begging so hard on the stair and drive to get any type of street sign, and they're all perfectly framed out of it. Like, <laughs> John Singleton continuing to frustrate you. Yeah, but John Singleton just shot it. Almost now I'm thinking it's on purpose that he cuts all landmarks out of shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's been too many scenes where I've been like, oh, in other movies I find, like, what the street is or, like, what like anything about it. And, like, it's been too many times in this one that I haven't noticed anything. Like, they're just, like, totally blocked out that I'm like... I think you did this on purpose. So maybe respect to him, but also fuck. Um, anything else of note that you saw in this minute? No, that was about it. Cause it's like in the cars and then the other cars pulling up. So the, I wanted to make note of the songs that Oh yay by Pitbull has been playing for the last couple of minutes that ends here. And then we go immediately into the trick daddy song represent. Yes. So I, I told you, I don't think I mentioned on, on the episode last time. Maybe I did. I don't remember. But the site that I was using to get the transcript of the script and the, you know, correct when needed disappeared. It just like this site no longer says my fuck. But I found, I think, the same site that I used for the first movie. But a weird thing they do is they also put the lyrics that you can hear in songs. Oh, so you have to, like, clip them all out? Yeah, so it's just, like, there's not a lot of dialogue here, but I copied a bunch and it's just like mostly, but it also made it easier. I mean, like you could hear the you could hear the dialogue, you could hear the, the lyrics. So like, it wasn't hard to Google or whatever to confirm yes. the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was just like, oh, but it's just weird that it's just like, and they have like little like hashtags or pounds or just like you know, it's notating something different. But it's just like, what? I don't know. what. Okay, sure. Yeah. Weird. So the trivia question, I think this might be hard. I don't know if this is fair, but I don't have a better question. But the one I have here is, what's the fastest we see Brian's car accelerate to? during the stair and drive because we see two insert shots of the odometer yeah i was trying to think of a question more along the lines i'm just gonna like spitball with you for a second to see if we can come up with another one um i was trying to think of a question more along the lines of like who taught brian the stair and drive people know that that obvious i it's so obvious i know but something along the lines of like what is monica skeptical of and it's like brian's driving ability his his you know what I mean? Something like this. Because otherwise, like, beyond that, it's like what car pulled up, right? Because it doesn't fucking... There's no other... Once they drive by it, it's, that's it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I can't come up with a better question than yours. Like, yeah, because I, 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 I don't love the question. Nope. But what's Monica skeptical? Like, I think that'd be okay, but, like, I think in the situation, it, just you're going to logic out that it is his driving, right? Because, like, yeah, it's nothing, yeah. nothing else is, like, really... Like, we come up with other answers, but I don't know... Everybody knows, unless we want an easy question. The only, the only other question that I had that is, is what's the only car we see reverse in front of Carter Verone's house? Oh, I, I, I just watched this minute 12 times in a row and I couldn't even tell you that. Exactly. So there you go. So I, I kind of hate the question, but I guess we just leave it, right? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't want to overthink it. Again, this is not for anything. Right, it's, not, it's just it, yeah, for fun. It's just for glory. The answer is eighty miles per hour. He probably goes faster because like it speeds up and then stops really short. But you said the highest we see him. The highest we see because it shows like at forty or sixty, and it shows again at eighty. So the answer to have here is sixty, eighty, a hundred, and hundred twenty. Yep. So that works for 80 me. Eighty miles an hour. 
So again, not a great question. I apologize in advance to everybody who's going to take this quiz. But go but... watch Minute 27 and come up with a better one then. If you can yes, send please. a family at cageclub.me, send in a better question, trivia question, and we'll, we'll address it. Very well said. But Joe, let's take a break and let us come back and talk about Herbie Fully Loaded. And one Herbie fully loaded. This episode's brought to you by Bill Jacobs Volkswagen, who have been an active member of the Naperville and Aurora communities for the last 20 years, where they strive to make an impact on their local community. Shout out to Bill Jacobs Volkswagen. Well, shout out to Bill Jacobs, and welcome back to Too Fast, Too Forever. We are talking now about Herbie fully loaded, the patron pick for Michael McGann. So thank you, Michael, for supporting the show and yes, for picking you. this movie. This is our second, essentially, kids movie this lap, right? After, not kids movie, family-friendly movie, after Speed World's Racer. Racer Indian. Well, Speed Racer 2. Okay, so three then. And did we do Bumblebee this lap too? Yeah, but I feel like that's a little, that's, that's, that is family-friendly. But this is like, this is a G rated, like this is rated G, right? Like, this oh, is, is it like, really? I, I, I obviously so. never look at ratings, so. I think so. I think it's, I, mm. Like PG, I'm sure. Like No, this is rated G. Jeez, okay. Finding Nemo is also rated G. Like that was the, that might have been the only other one that we did that was rated G. But this is one that's like firmly like bring the whole family because they're gonna yeah, love just, Herbie. Just bring the fam. And and I was very proud that um we kind of remembered correctly. At least I I think I remembered correctly that Herbie was much like Knight Rider to the point where even in the intro we see Herbie with Knight Rider, right? Yes, with Kit. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you had, before we get into the background and stuff here, I'd never seen this movie. I'd never seen any of the Herbie movies. You knew, we both knew that it was the sort show. of based on something, right? But was it you, have you ever seen show? this before? It's it's movies. I, there might be a show, but I, I know that there are movies for sure. But had you seen this one before? Had you seen no. anything Herbie before? No, I I have, have seen Herbie and knew Herbie as a kid. I thought that it was a show like Knight Rider, but I watched it when I was very small very, very small, like, again, you know, like, maybe my dad put it on for me, my grandfather, someone like that. I know the name, I knew it was a Volkswagen Beetle, and I knew it was kind of had, like, Kit Knight Rider type trick things. But okay. that was the extent of it. So there is, I just looked it up, there is a TV show, but it only was five episodes. So it's so mostly no. known Mo- for movies. being the movie series. Yeah, there are four movies that came out between 68 and 80. Okay. And then there was a movie called The Love Bug in 1997, which was directed by, it might have been a TV movie? I don't know. But it was directed by Peyton Reed, who is noteworthy because he's done both and the upcoming Ant-Man movies. Oh, and wow. And also Bring It On. So it's a, it's a guy who, like, this might have been, like, this is one of his very first things that he directed. It's pretty cool. Okay. So after, like, 17 years, it, it came back in some form. And then in 2005, Thomas Lennon and ben, Robert Ben Garant wrote a screenplay and adapted it and then they made this movie this movie starts out and i'm kind of just like doesn't this just feel like bumblebee a little bit right it feels a lot like bumblebee to me like when i was like like the beginning i get granted it it put transformers into a weird perspective for me 
because I was like, oh, I had totally forgot if you just mix like Knight Rider and Herbie, you essentially have Transformers. So what's different about this movie, which we'll talk about, or maybe we'll just talk about now. So Bumblebee, very quickly. So, okay. Knight Rider, the whole premise is that it's a smart car that communicates with David Hasselhoff, right? Like Mr. Feeney talks to David Hasselhoff, just like we're a team. Bumblebee... She gets the car, and then she finds it transforms into Bumblebee the Transformer. And and then she's like, oh my god, you're a robot, right? And Bumblebee was a Volkswagen, right, when she first gets him? Yes. In in Bumblebee, yes. Because in the the original movies and at the end of the movie, it's a Camaro. But it's, for most of that movie, it's it's a Volkswagen. You're right. Yes. In this movie, it's pretty clear, I think, that there's something going on with Herbie. That Herbie is like pranking people and yeah. like flailing and you know, is sentient yes. and no one really comments on it and then at some point Lindsay lohan's basically like oh yeah herbie's herbie and then just like doesn't address it again <laughs> like, wait hold on what yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean no they make a lot of jokes like we have to like exercise the car and like stuff like that but like nobody's like actually concerned about this no and nobody thinks it's weird either like Herbie basically drives himself most of the time, or a lot of the time, right? Yeah. At what point would it be the first drive? Would it be immediately where you get behind the wheel of this car that you buy for $75, which apparently is the same amount of money that he was bought for in the original thing. It's like a nod to the original movie. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because I was like, $75? Fuck. Okay. At what point would you be like, oh, this car is driving itself. Like, this car is a robot or something. Like, uh, immediately, right? Because it's... Yeah. She's not doing anything, and she just, like, oh, like, she just drives into town and is like, that was weird, and then, like, gets on with her life. Yeah, but when you accept that Herbie is just Herbie, you know, things go a lot better, so. But, but yes, the 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 feel of if a car started driving not to my response, I would have freaked out and jumped out of the vehicle. Yeah. And yet, Lindsay Lohan, Maggie, Magpie, Mags. Mags. Yeah. Doesn't care. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, she got a car for 75 bucks. She's about to be an ESPN reporter, bro. Which she is not. She shrugs off. Like, uh, so I'm only an associate producer or assistant producer. It's like, what? So many kids would, like, kill for that job. And she's like, oh, whatever. She graduated. Crazy. From Los Angeles University. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Skateboarding up there to get her diploma. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, good. I'm glad you brought up skateboarding. I mean, I still have more trivia, but go on. Go ahead. Yes, please go ahead. Sorry. I don't have a ton, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So, I, one thing I noticed immediately, like, I have, like, other stuff for more stuff from the beginning of the movie, but uh, one thing I noticed immediately is every shot of Lindsay Lohan, quotes, skateboarding, is just legs, and then, like, a shot of her holding a skateboard. Yep. And I was like, come on, man. Like, like even the one where it's, like, they, like, do two pushes down the thing. Like, they couldn't even have taught her just to, like, stand on a skateboard. Yeah, like, I wonder, that's either she tried and couldn't do it, or refused to do it, or, yes. like, contractually, they were, like, she's not, like, her, her, her representation was, like, she's not getting on a skateboard. Like, there's no way that we're going to risk her, too her dangerous. career for this. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, it could be any number of those things, but... but none of yeah. them make sense to me. It's, like, just, like, two pushes on a skateboard? You couldn't even... Like, right. maybe it, like, wouldn't have looked the best or the coolest, but, like, how much of that footage did you need? I mean, I get that there was, like, a point where, like, she does, like, a kickflip, and I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. That's, like, a trick. And there's one point where she's kind of doing, like, very light Rodney Mellon stuff where she's just, like, you know, rocking back and forth and, like, kind of spinning all around, like, without moving. I'm like, okay, that's also, like, not 
not I wildly complex, but like but it's I get a it. little advanced, right? Yes, it's and a little advanced, like and that's also that that's also played off because like we're seeing it through Herbie's eyes, like his, his headlights, and he's just seeing her legs, like he can't see the whole body, so it's fine. But yeah, like her skateboarding up to Los Angeles University, it's just like well. Okay. You couldn't have pushed two kicks on the skateboard, okay. but okay, Lindsay Lohan. Speaking of her, this was her last Disney film. It's also coincidentally oh. her last box office success. Really? Um, yeah. So this had a $50 million budget. It made Jesus. 144 worldwide, including 66 here. So even if you double that for marketing, which I don't think you double it for marketing, it still made money. So still a success. Yeah, because it was like a Disney Lindsay Lohan movie. Like, I get that they had to do marketing, but it, ha- it couldn't have been that much, right? Right. Reception of Rotten Tomatoes not great, like forty percent by the critics, thirty eight by the audience. Like not not crazy high, but not terrible, and like successful at the box office. Like uh, enough that they could have done a sequel, I guess. But she then was like, I want to do more adult things or whatever. Like I think shortly after this, she does I Know Who Killed Me, which is kind of an adult like where she plays twins or something, and like she's like a stripper or something, and then she'll go okay. on to do like you know whatever with James Dean, the porn star, like in like actual scripted films. But like she she very consciously after this breaks from her Disney persona yeah. and yes pulls the Vanessa Hudgens and Spring Breakers thing kind of right in theory the craziest trivia and this is not on the wiki it's only on IMDb and I don't know if this is a rumor because it's insane Tell but me. there is on IMDb the top rated trivia is that after they finish shooting this movie and I I don't doubt that this could have happened but at the other time, at the other hand, it's just like, why cast her then? After they finished shooting the movie, Disney decided that she was too busty for the part for a kid's movie, so they used digital techniques to reduce her bust size. They unboobed her? Apparently. And That's so all that so meant about reading weird. this is that I was just staring at her chest the entire movie. Not the entire movie, but like a lot. I'm just like, <laughs> and like, but like, I was, because like something, you know, I, I read this as I'm starting, because I, I, I don't She's normally so covered read the, the whole time, too. That's the it's thing. Like, yes, yes. So That's like, exactly my point. Like, I, I was just trying to think back now, because like, I, I honestly wasn't, and I think Lindsay Lohan's gorgeous. But, yes. like, I wasn't staring. But, like, the whole time, she's, like, covered to the neck. Like, she's, like, right. in a yeah, t-shirt. No, that's that's like... the whole thing. Exactly. I don't normally read the trivia of movies that I haven't seen before I do because I don't want to spoil things yes. or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, even, yeah. like, whatever. But this is the first one. So, like, as I'm copying and pasting it into the doc where I'm taking notes, I'm just like, oh, that's weird. I can't unsee this. Yeah. She skateboards in, and she's in, like, regular clothes. Like, she's never dressed in anything even remotely skimpy. But she's no. in her, like, regular clothes, and then she's got, like, the graduation gown on top of that. And then she's, like, clutching her diploma over her chest. And I'm just like, at what point are they like, we see too much boobs? I, I, like, I don't doubt that Disney and, like, just men are like, we can't, whatever, women. Can't handle uh, ourselves. Right? Yeah. yeah. But why, why cast her then? Like, you know, it's not like she, like, hit puberty in the last, like, three months of making this movie, right? Like, you know what you're getting. I mean, I don't think she's, like, particularly huge either. You know, it's not like... I, I think, I, I think she, yeah, I think she is. But, like, in, in this movie, it's not accentuated because she's in t-shirts. She's in, like, a racing jumpsuit. Yeah, like, she's in, like, a lot of fully covered things. It's, again, it's a rated G movie. It's not even, like, it's a PG or PG-13 where they're, like... Because it's, it's a movie, like, boys are boys like cars. It's not like they have to, like, lure boys out, like, oh, there's a scene where she's in a bikini or whatever. Like, it's, it's nothing even approaching no. that. It's just, like, her as, like, kind of a tomboy, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, there's, like, sort of kind of some flirtatious chemistry with her and Justin Long that, like, I don't, do, do they even kiss? I They do at the very end. Herbie right. so, bumps like, them in. Yeah, so that's the extent of that, too. It's just, like, there's nothing sexual about this. So, like, if this is true, it's insane. Yeah, that's that's a tough one to wrap my head around, man. I just, yeah, I guess that that's Wild. a thing. 
I wonder if that factors into the ratings. Maybe that was why it's G and not PG, because they had they unboobed Lindsay Lohan in this movie. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But I also That's was like, weird. I was like, how I do you how do you do that? Because like there there were reports of like how much money NBC spent digitally removing Jennifer Aniston's like pokey pokey nipples in like it's just like why? What do you what are we doing here? Like why are why is this like an issue and why you spend all this money but like it like it was a story of like how much money they had to spend to like remove her like through shirts or through sweaters or whatever it's like why why is this an issue that we deal with right i but, don't i don't know whatever. i need to talk to rachel about this when this movie's over just to get her like f- feels on it that's like such and a then rewatch weird... herbie and just watch no. watch her boobs <laughs> i mean like i don't need to because i didn't notice them but i didn't notice right. them because they removed them i don't know it's weird i don't know also, like, by this point, especially at the end of her Disney con, like, everybody knows who Lindsay Lohan is, right? It's not like yeah. you're like, oh, my God, who is this new, like, ingenue or whatever, right? Was this, like, was this before or after she, like, wrecked the car? Probably before. Before the scandals, right? It had Because it's, like, a year after Mean Girls. And so, like, this is, she's still, like, clean? America's Sweetheart know. type situation going yeah. on. So this movie was directed by Angela Robinson, who I, a name I did not know, but of note to us, because she directed a movie we will eventually cover. What? Debs, which stars Suki and Mia. Oh, yes, I remember us talking about this movie a bunch. That's very cool. So she is the director of that. Okay. She also apparently left hidden... This is the uh, weird in a different way. Left hidden crew equipment and cheap camera tricks in the film to give Herbie fans something to look for and also to aggravate her editor who basically begged her, please remove these. Please stop doing this. And she's like, nope. So I don't know what that I don't know what that means again it might be IMDb just being like I don't I miss on it like I read the wiki and like it's not on there either it's just it's a weird it's just like I'm leaving like goofy stuff in here because like people watching the movie are gonna like want to see this it's like what I can only imagine and interpret that to mean that there's like like the original movies had like stuff that were like bloopery in them like like cameras uh, that were there kind of like and that she tried to pay homage to it by continuing to do it in her ed- dude if you were an editor you'd be like please don't make me look like shit here just oh no like, this, what I, what i exactly thought yeah. of is like you're the director here and i'm the editor i'm like god fucking joe stop it just stop doing this and thing. you're like look it's really fun it reminds you of the old one you're like no it just makes me look like shit it yeah, just makes exactly. me look like i forgot to do my but job also i didn't notice those things either the same thing like, i didn't you notice know, the them. Boob, like it's just what what i'm weird i don't know no, i don't know but i did notice the movie starts out, we get all the, like, flashback of Herbie through the years, whatever, whatever, but we get to the first part, and you see Herbie getting towed to uh, a salvage yep. yard. Salvage mm-hmm. yard, yeah. And you know the first car that we pass on the way to the salvage yard? Well, the car that she gets into, I think, too. What? Dom's Charger. No, before that, bud. Oh, the first car that you pass as you're coming up on the salvage yard is a DeLorean that's smashed. Oh, so there's a DeLorean and there's a Knight Rider. There's a kit and yes. there's also Dom's Charger. Yes. yes. Fascinating. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of things, like, they have, like, actual, you know, Those NASCAR racers and stuff. Like, there's things in here that, like, people who are, like, eagle-eyed people or whatever are going to notice. But, like, I don't know what these, like, weird camera tricks are. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, the only other thing that I want to have that we can talk about the movie is that, so... Robert Ben Garant and Thomas Lennon, who are a screenwriting duo, I mentioned them in the last. I was excited about this movie because I like them and I like the movies. They they had written a book called "Writing Movies for Fun and Profit." Okay. And they talked about why they wrote this movie, and they said they were fans of the original ones, but they were corny in a way that they couldn't get away with today. So they wanted to put them in a much more real world. 
Okay. Because they said kids hate that kind of stupid shit as much as grown-ups do. We set in a very realistic portrayed world of San Fernando Valley, a macho world where an old beat-up car would get laughed at, then be totally respected when it won some races. So they had this like very like grounded, like Herbie is a crazy, insane, fictionalized Idea. car, but is in a world that makes sense. And Disney or whoever was just like, yeah, cool, we're in. So they just like, it seemed the making of like the green lighting of this was very easy. So we get Herbie, which works, I think. This also seems like a movie that is, um, we talked about this with the world's fastest Indian, that this seems like a movie that's like, your grandparents remember this, they have the grandkids for a weekend. Let me go take them to the movies to see a G-rated Lindsay Lohan Herbie movie. It's an right. easy sell. Easy. That girls like the movie because it's Lindsay Lohan. The boys like it because it's Cars and it's Disney. So you know you're not getting in trouble, right? And exactly. it's G. So yep. it's like this is gonna be this. We're gonna they're gonna deboober. We know that there's gonna be no bust. <laughs> it's gonna cover just... the New York Times. We deboob Lindsay Lohan. <clears throat> We're all fine. Bring your kids. Bring hide. Don't have to hide your kids. Don't have to hide your no. wife. Bring them all to the movie because Lindsay Lohan is flat chested now, apparently. Yes, exactly. I like this movie. Like, I thought I was expecting to, like, think it's corny and dumb. And I was just like, yeah, I, I think it's pleasant. I think it's good. I, I wouldn't watch it again, I don't think. But, like, maybe I would. I, I, I might put it on. But, like, I like this movie and it surprised me. It's cute. Herbie's cute. The idea of it and, like, the anim. I think that the best part about this movie for me is how well they conveyed emotion with a car and not using cars animation style like facial expressions sure like they they do it with like the headlights and like him like and like you know like flops and stuff like the windshield wipers and the eye like the eye the visors right like they kind of become his eyebrows a little bit yeah yeah so like they do that really really well and and these are the kind of things i think about that like this is really hard to imagine with my brain not being just diluted with drugs that like how this could work and to see it come alive and like watch it sober you're like yeah dude you guys did a fucking great job here for like a car that like can't talk right like it, it doesn't have a mouth so for it to not just like to just show emotion on an on an inanimate object by animating it is really really cool to me yeah and I, to bring up bumblebee which you mentioned before like bumblebee even uses like the radio, the radio. and like tape decks and stuff and like that's none of that here yeah because bumblebee doesn't have the the, like, when he transforms, yes. But when he's the car, he doesn't have the, like, oh, like, I'll, like, slump to a side and, like, my headlights move and things like that. He uses the radio. So um, this is a very, very cool, interesting way to do it, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. Sort of a stacked – no, I don't, I don't want to say a stacked cast, but a bunch of people you recognize. We have Lindsay yes. Lohan, obviously, in the middle is Max, Maggie, Mags also plays Max. Dad, Michael Keaton. Uh – Pittsburgh boy. Pittsburgh zone. Pittsburgh zone Michael Keaton. Yes, it is. Mom dead before the movie. Disney yes. classic Disney. <laughs> but mom figure kind of Cheryl Hines from Curb. What? Like the, the there's like the Cheryl Hines is like in the movie as kind of like maybe like a romantic kind of like a mom figure. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Cuz the 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 sponsor, the Bass Pro Shop sponsor lady. Yes, 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 okay. yes. And she's from she's from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, yes, yes. I thought you meant that she was her mom. Like, we saw a flashback of her mom. No, like, no, no. The, mom, the mom's, because, like, that becomes the emotional thing that, like, Michael Keaton doesn't want Lindsay Lohan to race because she looks so much like her mom who died and he doesn't want to lose her twice, right? Like, exactly. that's, yep. even though that immediately is just like, yeah, it's fine. We're going to race. We're, we're racers. Yeah. It's in our blood. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Brecken Meyer is her brother and Ray Jr. And he's a hot-headed. Of course, he's a driver, too. Like, it's all very, like, exactly. Speed racer. It is, but it works. Yeah. 
It's much like the Racer family. These Did just... you hear the very explicit Speed Racer reference later in the movie? Yes, when they're when the, her and her friend are in the car, and she was like, "Oh, you went full Racer X." After I still the can't thing. believe you were pulling a Racer X. Everybody, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like if we had done this again two weeks ago, I'd have been like, "I, I might have known," Ra- but it's still like we just it just worked out perfectly. It worked out perfectly. Great lineup. Kevin Dillon as like the kind of smug, like sort of kind of Dom Toretto of the world, but like an asshole Dom Toretto. Like he's like the NASCAR hot shit, right? Yeah, yeah. He sh- he just plays like a professional NASCAR. Ra- the thing that's so weird about this movie that kind of like took me for a loop is that Lindsay Lohan's brother and Michael Keaton's son, same person, <laughs> yeah, is a NASCAR driver. Right. Yeah. And like the family has like a a, a company a con- or a team or whatever, right? Like they, yes, like they're, they're, they're an established thing. Yeah, they're essentially the racer family team. Like they're like a you know smaller homebrew kind of team, but at the same time they're professionals on a professional yeah. course. Yeah, and then they like run into some people like they don't know who they are. Kind of, it's really strange. I'm not familiar with NASCAR, but like if you're a professional in a sport and the other person plays the sport too and is a professional, you would at least like kind of know who they are just by like, and wouldn't aren't there only like 40 or 60 or 80 teams? Like there's not like there's, that's what I mean. Like not like 2 hundreds. million. Right. Yeah. Like it's, you it's would... closer to the number. It's closer to the number of helicopters than the number of cars. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So like you would know, like, even if you're like, Oh, like look at all these like small shitty teams. Like, you know, you know, you would know them, I guess. Okay. So if we, it's not exactly a direct comparison, but, like, if you think about it, like, you know, European soccer, like, there's, like, the Champions League, the Premier League, or whatever, and there's, like, the uh, the, the lesser leagues. Yes, Champions you might not know You might not know all of them. But you'd but know the ones like, that were in the Premier League at some point, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to figure, I don't know. But, like, they also, they kind of defend it or set it up in a way that is, like, oh, yeah, we're on, like, a losing streak. And so maybe they're just, like, they're they're really making no waves. Like, they're just really bad. But even if you're on, like if you're on a like when we watch professional sports, you're like, oh man, the Lions that went zero and sixteen, like you remember that. The Browns yeah, went zero and sixteen. I'm not like, saying it makes sense. I'm just trying to come up with like anything that's just like, oh yeah, because like otherwise, there's no reason for it. They're like a habitual four and twelve. They're like the Bengals of the race world. There, wait, there are only seventeen full time teams in the NASCAR Cup Series. Really? That's what Google says. That's insane. How do they get other cars? I don't know how NASCAR works. You know, there's like 23XI or 2321, maybe Chip, Ganassi, Front Row, GMS, Kendrick, Hendrick, sorry, JD Motorsports, Joe Gibbs Racing, JR Motorsports, JTG, Colin you know, Kyle Busch. Like, and like, I don't, I've never watched more than like three minutes of NASCAR and I know half these names, right? So like for yes. someone in the sport to be like, I don't know who you are. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, It's weird. I don't know. Because it's not like they're racing in it. The thing is, like, it would make... No, they're me... in the same race. They're in the same They're in the same race. league. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, if they were like, oh, they're running the Naira circuit, uh, what's his name, like, Richard Petty, whatever, is like, I don't know anybody in that circuit. You'd be like, okay, yeah, that meant, that's the fucking different... That's a different league. That's a different thing. It was hard for me to wrap my head around there, because I was like, these they know these people, so... It's very weird. Very weird. But you needed to get an in to have a place that... Lindsay Lohan needs to take her brother's place in a race with Herbie. Yes, correct. And you can accomplish that beautiful. I think this is like one of the best movie transitions ever is they just wreck him and the car. Sure. 
both of them are out. He had he qualified for his spot. He qualifies for the spot, takes a wall. He's fine because it's a Disney movie. It's rated G. Do they find out or did they find out that he has like problem with his depth perception? Did, did the wreck cause it or did he always have this problem? I don't know. Like they, they have him in the hospital, like sort of like walking into walls. I got the impression that it was from the race or from the accident. But he was wrecking into walls the whole time. That was kind of his MO, right? Well, maybe she's not a good driver. I don't know. Like maybe that's why they're losing because he sucks. It, yeah, I think that he's losing because he's he's visually impaired. Maybe. And, and he has depth perception issues. It seems like, all things considered, Lindsay Lohan should be driving. Like, she should be the first woman in, in the Nextel Cup or whatever, right? Like, yeah. she should be the one, but because Michael Keaton named his son after himself, and because he doesn't want, you know, <laughs> his wife to die again or whatever. Yes. He's like, all right, my idiot son, who's not very good at this, he's going to do this thing. He needs to get glasses. He doesn't get, he doesn't want to get glasses. So we'll just perpetually lose and be okay with it while Bass Pro Shops keeps footing the bill. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. Oh, that was another thing that, like, apparently, and, like, maybe what? just because it's everywhere now, but this was one of the first movies that, like, really went all out with product placement. Um, and I, I feel like especially like, with car movies, like, we just see so many car brands and stuff that it's not, it doesn't, and again, it's everywhere now. But this was noteworthy in cinema history, I guess. Because there were so many things, both cars and just, like, things that are going, really? like, you know, sponsors and whatever, that, like, this was one of the first movies I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll make some money on this, absolutely. The thing that I was thinking of that was really funny watching this is that, like, how did Pontiac and Chevy let them get shit on by an old Volkswagen? Like, that's, like, bad product placement. Well, I think it's, like... Okay, the way that I can defend this, and I don't know if it's the right thing or not. Okay. But it's kind of like how, like, losing to Dom is like, oh, well, you know, like, I'm the second best driver. Like, I, of course you're not going to beat Dom, but, like, so, like of okay. course you're not going to beat Herbie, but you can beat every other car. Like, like the fastest driver, but it's also, also like, all the cool cars are driven by the douchebag guys, so it's like, these are douchebag cars that get beaten by a Volkswagen, you're like. Come on, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, when they have their version of Race Wars, though, right? Like, in the, like yeah. the races in the desert. And, like, it's at the end, it's just Herbie versus the Pony. Like, and, like it's kind of weird. Like, I know that it's a GTO or whatever, but it just feels like a Pony. Like, the, I guess because Pontiac's not around anymore. Well, he has like, a Corvette at all the these, end, right? He has a Corvette in the end, yeah. Like, when the actual... So, that's the other thing, right? Like, he's racing and he's winning with a Pontiac. And then he's like, okay, cool. Let's race for pinks. And she's like, all right, fine, I guess. Like, she eventually like, talked to him. To, like, he just rolls up in a Corvette. It's like, wait, what? You can't, like, just change cars. Yeah, like, that wasn't part of the. I I think I I mean like I'm not a street racer, but I think like etiquette would say that you couldn't be like, yeah, let's race for pinks, and then like you bring over your friend's like Lamborghini. Right. Like that's not part of the deal. No, like, it's like it's like you're standing next to the car that I'm assuming you're gonna be driving in, and you're not. So and you're like, psych. Just I was pointing back there. <laughs> you're like, no, you weren't, bro. Like you're right. Here. I saw you driving that. What's also really funny about those scenes is that on there's like the billboard of like the leaderboards, right? And it's just yes. like you know whatever Kevin Nolan names, yes. whatever all Go these people's names, and then it just says Herbie. It's like that's not, it's not that's not who the driver is, and like no, nobody that's knows what that I she's too. Yeah. She, so she's hiding her personality. She's hiding her persona because her dad doesn't want her to dr- race. Her brother doesn't want her to race, and so he she's like doing her, this. He told her no more street racing. Yeah, it's it's the it's the Sean's dad thing. It's the sh- yeah. Are you around? Have you been racing? That's yeah, what he asked exactly. her when he comes back. And she says, no, I have not. So she's, like, in a full body suit, you know, her this very signature red hair all tucked up in this helmet, right? Everybody else is, just like, racing. Like, she's the only one, like, decked out like a yeah. spaceman. But, like, whatever. But she's going by Max because her name is Mags, but Max, a dude name, whatever. Obviously. But on the on the leaderboard, it just says Herbie. It doesn't say Max. It says Herbie. It's like, what? 
Why? No. Like, I yeah, I thought that too when I saw it. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? But I mean, I guess like the car is famous, so Herbie. Guess. But is the car famous, or the car is just known to us? No, no, no. Because they they sh- they showed before that point in the movie. It in the very intro, you see that Herbie at one point was famous because he was hanging out with Knight Rider, which leads me to believe that the 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 presence the the history of Herbie existed in this world. It's forgotten. It's lost to time. If we accept that as truth, there's another thing here. They're like, why what? don't they know this racing team? Why doesn't the guy who owns a salvage yard or a family in the racing business recognize, you know, washed up actor Herbie? Because <sighs> lost to the sands of time, dude. He's a 67 bug and stuff changes. I don't know, man. Herbie also falls in love in this movie. It was just like a non-animated car, just like a yellow Volkswagen bug that Cheryl Hines' car. Just like I oh. love that it's it's not it doesn't have any like emotional reaction like Herbie until the end when it winks. But like Herbie's just like in love with it. And I did like Lindsay Lohan's comment when she was like, "She's too young for you, bro." Yeah. Like just she's, she's too little May December romance, right? So yeah. But we, I, I mentioned it earlier, but when she's buying Herbie for $75, the first car she test drives as she gets behind and she's like excited is Dom's Charger. And apparently even has the same damage to the left fender and the roof, like from getting flipped. So I don't mm. know if it's the same car or if they just like recreated it or what, but like, that's kind of a cool, nice little touch. That's a cool, very, very cool, nice little touch. Yes. And also Herbie does like a wheel stand, like the wheelie for the car, like a wheel stand, just like Dom's Charger does. So like... It, you know, yes, yes, yes. I'm sure a lot of cars really. do that, but like that's a very Dom thing to do, and it does that off the traffic lights line, just like Dom does at the end of the first movie. So yes, it does. Yeah, there is like a lot of cool things like this. I was thinking something that we got that I, I mean, I guess is kind of like classically a car movie thing now, but very fast and furious in my brain is that we got a great montage of them rebuilding Herbie with all the parts lined up and that camera shot, like coming Mm -hmm. coming over all the parts and you see them wrenching. And also the garage looked so much like Toretto's garage in the first movie, right? With like the couch and like her falling asleep on the couch. Cause I was thinking about the, like the, the Letty Dom makeout session on the couch that was behind the thing. And like, yeah, it, it just gave me so much memories of that. It was crazy that the movie left in that scene of Justin Long and Kevin Dillon and Jimmy Simpson all, and Michael Keaton all shirtless drinking beers on top of Herbie and just talking about <laughs> like the first time that they ever drove. It's like, why is this in a rated G movie? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they did debust all of them. Michael Keaton was he looked no, a little. No, they added. They added boobs. They, to him. they added. Okay. <laughs> But there's there's another Fast and Furious thing that, again, I think has sort of bled into most other car movies or many other car movies, but I think is maybe best known for. And we, we talk about it whenever we see it, but like there's the through the engine shot, like when the when the car accelerates for the first time, like we get that through the engine, like yes, yeah. CGI shot, which is very early. Very Fast and, Fast and Furious. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we were talking about the minute this time. We do get a. A fucking demolition derby in this movie. True. So we're where Lindsay Lohan goes out onto like the pitch to like save Herbie. The and, track, like, yeah. Almost gets murdered. Like there's a guy in a monster truck that dies. like doesn't give a shit that she's there. It just like almost lands on her, and it's like that guy's a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. But I also think that like you can kind of sell it like he couldn't see her behind those cars. But I was like, that also dude, she shouldn't be out there, right? Also so. she shouldn't be out there. You can't you can't see her behind those cars, but like also that dude, like you almost killed a small girl. Yeah. 
just with your monster truck. Like, that's not what people A recent is. graduate of Los Angeles University. Yeah. Imagine the headlines in the LA Times. Los Angeles University grad dies at demolition derby. Stupidly out there on the lawn. Her family, <laughs> her family loses another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Oh, God. But one thing that Herbie does that none of the Fast and Furious cars ever do is that, like, aside from just being sentient, he does, like, pirouettes. Like, there's, you know, he's he's faster than Kevin Dillon's car going backwards than Kevin Dillon is going forwards. Yes. He, like, does, like, these pirouettes. He, at one point, at the end, to win the race at the end, drives up on the guardrail. Like, imagine if Dom's dad could do that. Like, he would never would have crashed. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> if he could just, like, rail slid the thing like Lindsay Lohan says that Kirby does. Or Herbie does, sorry. That, like, he just rail slides. Yeah. Dom's dad could just rail slide. It's another level. I guess he's just not as connected to the car. If he would just have been thinking about rail sliding and not, you know. Oh no, no, I wasn't talking about that. So that that's something separate. But at the end of the like the final race, when he rides up on like the metal, like in front of the fans, like the guardrail in front of the fans, yeah, not as I... like fifty fifty grinds because he okay. also grinds on a rail. I mean, he does he does everything. He's a, he's a he's a one man wrecking crew. <laughs> he is he is, and physics don't really apply. Where's Heather at when we need her? But. Yeah, he can just kind of like do drive whatever which ways he wants because he's a fun car. It's it's essentially like that that video of like the three year old. They're like, "What is Fast and the Furious gonna be like?" And he's like, "Zoom!" and just like flies it through the air and yes. stuff like that. That's right. what Herbie does. Yeah, Herbie is just like, "Oh, like that's not how physics work," but it's fine because Herbie is Herbie, right? Like, yeah, Herbie's a Volkswagen Bug that drives two hundred miles an hour and wins next Hell Cup races. So you exactly, know, whatever. Exactly. After they race and Herbie loses on purpose, or no, 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 this is before that, because this is before that, or whatever, like, they're racing and, like, they, they meet out in the desert in the middle of the night or whatever, right? Yeah. And... Well, no, he she was just, like, outside, and he, like, approached her, and then, like, Well, because he's her... trying to figure out what makes Herbie special, right? Yep, yep. And so he's, like, looking at the diagnostics, and he's like, there's nothing here, and he's like, I know there's something here. So he goes out there, and he's like, hey, you want to take my car for a spin? Under the guise of, like, I'm going to stay here and look at under, like, peek under your hood, wink, wink, but, like, actually just see what's going on with Herbie, right? Yep. But he says to her, try to keep it under 300, you know, and just, like, Dom telling Letty, try to keep it under 8,000 RPM or whatever, and, you know, she's like, you know that's not my style, I gotta ride or die. Like, Lindsay Lohan <laughs> could have said, you know that's not my style, I gotta ride or die, but <laughs> didn't, so, unfortunate. Um, How realistic is it, like, to get a little bit more meta, like, how realistic is it that... An American man finds something special and is like, we must destroy this. <laughs> like, we can't, like, Herbie, like, the guy's like, oh, yeah. like, at the beginning of the movie, the guy's like, I'm just going to crush this car because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I don't trust it. And it's like, if I can't have it, no one can. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, he's like, I need to win it. And then immediately sends it to a demolition derby to be like, it can never race again. And you're like. You wouldn't have been like, hey, let's try to figure this out. I'm like, why is this so cool? It's like, nope, kill it immediately. <laughs> yeah, because what's – so, okay. So he, he's like – he looks under the hood, doesn't really see anything. He's like, nope. okay, let's race for pinks. And then when she gets back, she's like, that was the best ride I've ever been on. And Herbie hears that and gets all upset because he's like, I thought we had a thing. It's, again, maybe you know that the car's sentient, maybe you don't, but maybe, again, don't talk shit in front of a car that's maybe can hear you, right? Like, or your knows, friends, right? like, just, like, any person, right? Like, this is, like, yes. if you, if the car clearly can drive itself and, like, mm-hmm. listens to you, then, like, wouldn't you just treat it like a person and not be a shithead yeah. to it in exactly. front of it? So she's like, oh, my God, your car is so great. I love driving it. It was the best car I've ever been in, blah, blah, blah. And then they race for pinks. And Herbie's about to win and then, like, basically slams on the brakes. Yep. So that's the other thing, like, how much of the success of Herbie can be attributed to Lindsay Lohan. Is any of what he's doing no. her? It's all him, right? It's all him. 
So like, but then she starts like the ne- the next Hell Cup race, and she's like firmly the one driving. And that's why she's in like last place by a mile. And they're yeah. like, oh, there's a minimum speed you got to go, and then we're gonna get black flagged or whatever. It's like what? But also, wouldn't she have just been like, Herbie, you got it, bud. Like, just send it. I right. trust you. So Herbie tanks the race because he's like, I don't want to be with her anymore. Like, this but is he we're punishes himself. Up. Yeah, exactly. But he's—I don't think he knows that. But he like—he doesn't realize that he's only hurting himself. Kevin Dillon takes ownership and then sends him immediately to the junkyard or the, to the demolition derby, and that's when they have the whole thing. But it's just like Herbie, like just win. Although I guess Herbie and then go knows. tell Lindsay Lohan to fuck yourself and just drive well, off. Well, so if yeah, okay, because then if if Herbie wins that race, Lindsay Lohan wins the Corvette. And I guess he's upset that she won't drive him, even though this whole thing is predicated on I'm only going to be here for a month. I don't need a car. I'm leaving soon to go to New to by the by the way, I also really, really loved that they're in L.A. and New York is like a big, scary city. Yeah, that everyone I mean, yeah. keeps saying like, oh, man, be safe out there. Like you're in L.A., bro. And then they're like. Why would you want to go to a city that you take a subway in? And you're like, it's the same shit. That I I kind of like no because the subway thing was like you can't drive. Cars. Yeah, yes. yeah. No Which cars. I guess is kind of valid. Like you know, my boss lives in New York, has a very nice car that like. But I think part of the reason that he likes going up to his other houses or whatever is because he gets to drive the car. Because like uh, when he's in the city, he never drives. He like you never walks need places. To drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or takes Uber or whatever. It's it's that whole I have a very nice car. I need to drive it somewhere. And so yeah, you have to, like, make an excuse to drive a car if you live in the city, right? So, Yeah, and it's just expensive. Everyone was referring to New York as, like, a big, scary place. So and that's it's what I, weird. Just because they're in L.A. It wasn't like they were in, like, Omaha, right? Like, if this was fucking the Zeph movie where they're racing in Nebraska in the cornfields or whatever, what was, what was that Zeph movie? We should do that one day, by the way. Oh, God, I'm trying to think of what it was. It was the Micah Monroe. Yeah, Micah Monroe, and Zeph's trying to be a NASCAR driver. It's not the Paperboy, which is another great one. No, I just remember him being, like, him, like, fucking someone in a silo. <laughs> Do you remember this? Like, I, okay, I'll look up the title. Hold on. I thought it was Nicole Kidman in a silo, but that's, I'm mixing Nicole Kidman no, peeing on him in the Paperboy. That's the Paperboy. But he hooks up with, like, an old lady. Yeah, I think it's out of something, oh, at any price. At any price, that's right. Yeah. And he steals we, the turbo. Jesus, we recorded that episode. We pub- we put we published it August first, twenty sixteen. Jeez, so that's the last time I saw that movie. Oh, his his dad is uh, Kevin Costner. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, man. Yes, it is. Fuck, that's a good movie. We have to do that one time at any price. Okay, yeah, we we could do that again. Sure, why not? Make Brian watch that one. Aren't they in high school? I don't know. I think they are in high school. Because, like, don't they get, like, drunk in high school and then, like, drive the car around? I don't know. Oh, no, it's Dennis Quaid. It's not Kevin Costner. It's Dennis okay, Quaid. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. So the words high or school are not on the wiki. They're, like, just out and of high school. They're farmers, and he's trying to make him be a farmer. And they're seeds. There's the whole argument about the seeds that yeah. he needs to buy the new seeds. Why do they have the seeds? Oh, yeah, Heather Graham's in there, and Kim Dickens is in there. Guys, we had a whole argument about, like, why... We had a life before you knew us. We did. There was, there was another world. There really was. To put it in Fast and Furious terms... Um, and then at the end, you know, at the end of this movie, at the end of this race, oh no, what's you? What you said? The argument about seeds. What was the argument you were gonna say? Remember, because like the whole, like one of the whole plot points is that like 
that the dad has to buy new seeds, and we're like, why don't you just use the seeds from last year? But they're like special seeds, and you have to buy new yeah. ones, and he's yep. using the old ones, and that's like the whole crux of that movie that doesn't really get explained. And I guess they expect you to know that you need new seeds, and we just like argued about the seeds for a while. But that's like the fifth or sixth episode of Zack Attack. So if you want to hear us real rusty, go check out at any price yeah. early, early on in Zack Attack. But here at the end of the movie. Mags finally gets to race in Herbie like we talked about uh, and then she doesn't really tell anybody and Michael Keaton sees her on TV and like is uh, immediately just like okay I guess this is happening like I'm gonna root for her and then yeah. like turns the TV off and like goes to the race and like helps her out which is cool yeah and he shows up and does like emotional dad support through the microphone even though mm-hmm. like Herbie's fully in control at this point but the weird thing not the weird thing but the one element of this that I did not really understand why it was here is what? her friend Okay. I don't know, like, what role she plays. Like, what is she... She's pushing her towards something. The friend that is leaving for France? Who comes f- back from France because nobody nobody understands her. Nobody speaks her language. Yes. She thinks that Mags is dating Max, and Lindsay Lynn's like, oh, it's like we're the same person or whatever. Um, But I, f- I feel like there's, like, a thread there that either I missed something or doesn't pay no. off because, like, I feel like there's enough narrative conflict and, like, things to hide from with her family that, like, I don't know what role her friend plays other than just, like, she has a friend. But she also has, she has Justin Long, too, right? Like, former fr- whatever, you know? So, I don't know. I guess that's, like, love interest and not friend type situation. Like, they're know. they're friends, but they're, tr- like, they're going to be a thing. But, yeah, the friend is, it's just a ve- literally a vehicle to move her sometimes. Yeah, I Whenever guess. Whenever they need to get her between scenes, like, they just mm-hmm. have the friend just be like, do, do you know who Max is? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, right. Any other notes, any other thoughts about Herbie Fully Loaded? Which, again, if you've gotten to this point and you want to see the movie, which, again, we didn't really spoil it. I mean, we spoiled it, but we didn't spoil it. It's on HBO Max, the stream, if you want to watch it there. But That's where I watched any other it, notes, yeah. any other thoughts about Herbie? Oh, yes. I did think it was interesting that they show up to the drive-in and they're watching Scary Movie. Is it Scary Movie, Scary Movie? Yeah, like the – because it's – yeah, it's Scary Movie, like the the parody Scary Movie. Okay. Interesting. That must have been another – no. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, that was that was the last thing that I saw and was giggling about. That, All right. That's in my notes that I haven't mixed in yet. So cool. Let's watch the trailer. Herbie fully loaded, uploaded by Disney Movies on Demand. So one other thing on either Wiki or IMDb said so that there's a lot of like deleted scenes in this trailer, and I don't know why that's the case, and I don't remember what it was. But there's stuff in this trailer that's not going to be in the movie. Like that's uh, you. It's not uncommon, but apparently there's like a lot in here. Maybe we'll see. Okay. I'm loaded whenever you're ready, bud. Three, two, one, play. Here we go. There is a legend with mysterious Herb. powers and a magical past. Okay. See, he's a legend. I'm totally fine. That nobody knows. Yes, I mean, yeah. I'm totally fine. The one person who needs him most. I didn't know that you took out another mortgage on the house. Oh, another mortgage on the house. It's very Dom. Take care of oh, we didn't talk about the note. The yeah, she finds a note. And then crumples it up, right? And then she tosses it, yeah. Alright, Jane's addiction in the trailer for some reason. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he hit his head on the thing. Okay. I think maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah. Faster. Faster. He looks like he's younger in this trailer than he is in the movie. <laughs> Kevin Dillon? Yeah. 
There's her friend. Oh, there you go. Crazy town. Herbie. She's too young for you. Mm. Okay, that wasn't in the movie, right? I don't think so. I think you're right. I don't think so. Oh, they're telling you NASCAR drivers will be in it. That's not a surprise. Cool. Racing is in my blood. I'm a Toretto. Racing is in my blood. Okay, she looked pretty busty there. Yeah, but she's in a t-shirt. Like, a, a, up to her neck. Like, not even, like, a, a deep cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Full sleeve. Oh yeah, driving over a car—that's pretty cool. She also hitches a car. Yeah, that's that's illegal. Yeah, I did think that it was funny. Like in the opening credits, is like an introducing or like guest star Herbie. It's like, well, okay, yeah, a little cute, but whatever. Okay, fine, sure. I didn't think there was that many deleted scenes. Who knows? How did this like old '67 car that they clearly are like using like the the boxer engine? That was in the Volkswagen. Like, how does that conform to the race spec standard? Like, we just, just because we just watched the world's fastest Indian, where like they were like, bro, like, right. they, there's no way that this thing is gonna run. And he's like, no, I built it, it's fine. And they're like, no, like, you'll die. Like, how is like Herbie okay to be on the track with these cars and then they just get smashed? But hey, kids' movie, shit happens. Yeah. Don't think about it too hard. Nope, definitely not. Instead, think about the letterbox game. So for reference sake, oh. Mad Max Fury Road has been seen by 887,000 people. We're closing in, you know, maybe by the end of the year. Maybe a million. I don't know. Maybe not. Close. Herbie Fully Loaded, 2005, directed by Angela Robinson, starring Lindsay Lohan, Michael Keaton, Matt <sighs> Dillon, and Brecken Meyer, has been seen by how many people? I think that we've hit a point where 2005 is going to be enough that there's going to be people on Letterboxd that remember this from their childhoods. It's skewing me. I feel like we got to go higher because I feel like there's going to be a bunch of like Zoomers on it that rated it 40,000. You're too low. I'm also finding something. In one of the reviews on Letterboxd, in the music video, they use the three non-Skyline cars from the first race in Too Fast, Too Furious. So I got to find this out. But keep going. You're too low. 60,000? Too low. Really? See, I was scared of this. Um, 80,000. Too low. One more guess. 105. 115? 116. 116,000 people. dude. Yeah, I was way skewed by the, yeah. Okay, Lindsay Lohan, Michael Keaton, 2005. I, is it like a lot of people that are rating it? Like, I love this movie as a kid. Or is it like people that have like watched it in the past like year being like, man. It's Lindsay hard Lohan. to tell. It's okay. honestly hard to tell. Okay. Since I logged this yesterday, two other people logged it. This person who talked about the the movies and or the cars from Too Fast, and then somebody just uh, remembering watching in the theaters. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so yeah, there you go. Maybe a mixture of both. I, I'm looking right now. There's a music video for the song First by Lindsay Lohan, where it's Herbie's in there. This video was posted by Lindsay Lohan's account in 2009. And there's cars in there, and Herbie's in it, but, like, that's four years after. Lindsay Lohan's blonde here, and, like, into her music career, so, like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know any of this. I also I mean, don't see, like, Suki's car. Like, there's clips in the movie, and so, I don't know. 
Weird. Supremely weird. Anyway, okay. Out of those 116,000 people, average rating of 2.3, most common a 2, then a 3, then a 2.5. Average rating 2.3. How many have it in their top four? Five. Too low. 15. Too low. 35 is high. That's it. That's where I draw the line. 28 people. 28 have this in their to top 35 four. at the end there, but I, I can't imagine. 28 people. Damn. Yeah. Three of these people have a Scooby-Doo movie, including one at Scoob, but it was just like weird that I guess people who oh. like these like Scoob, I guess. I don't know. But we're going to Trent Brenneman at Trent Brenneman on Letterboxd. Trent has Grimm. no activity. Trent Krim from The Independent. Trent Krim, The Independent. This is Trent Brenneman, Shakora PA16025. That's the only information on his thing. Zero films logged, zero this year, zero list, zero following, zero followers. But he has a top four, and Herbie Fully Loaded is number four. The reason... I picked Trent Brenneman of The Independent is because we've covered two of his other uh, two of his other top four movies. And the other one I've never heard of. So the one that we've never heard of is a movie called RV, which like, looks like a family road trip kind of thing from 2006. Okay, like We're the Millers, but yeah. For families, yes. Okay. That's his number one favorite movie of all time. But numbers two and three we have covered on this very podcast, one of which makes a lot of sense. Speed Racer? One, no. Okay. One of which makes less sense. Back to the Future. No. They're both from the 2000s. I know that doesn't really help you, but they're both from the 2000s. Um, give me something here. We covered two of them. Are they like both like kind of kids' movies? One is, one is not. Not Scoob. We just covered Scoob. That was not this podcast. Yeah, for Zach, for Zach Attack. Um, but hmm. in, that, in that realm, I mean, in a family-friendly animated movie that is on brand. Cars? No. But again, close. Turbo? Turbo? Turbo. Okay, good. There you go. So Herbie one. and Turbo, which makes sense that those are very close, you know. Yeah, yeah. Car movies, the whole sense. family, then RV, whatever. And then Trent Brenneman's number two movie, it's a Fast and Furious movie. Guess which one is Trent Brenneman's favorite Fast and Furious movie, apparently? Los Bandoleros. Nope. That's a weird guess, but nope. Um, it's, it's a main installment, one of the Too 10. Fast. Too Fast, yeah. I don't know why. But RV, Too Fast, Too Furious, Turbo, and Herbie, Fully Loaded. So That's a damn good top four, bud. Is it? I mean, Trent's never going to listen to this. No, I mean, like, hey, for us, that's like sure. a dead set, like, but, like, boy, do we have a podcast for you. We got to do RV, and we'll bring them in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder how many people have RV in their top four. Hold on. 18, even fewer. 18 is still a ton. I, I keep forgetting, like, what we were doing, like, some Zeph movies, guys, and there, and the answer was, like, one. <laughs> well, there were, movie, there were Zac Efron movies that we watched where, like, fewer than 30 people had seen the movie. Yeah, they were, like, Like, things really... we had to scrape the internet to find, right? Yeah, like, yeah. deep, deep cuts. Thank you, Michael, for Herbie Fully Loaded, and yeah, for supporting us on Patreon. Yeah, thanks for supporting us. And that was a cute movie. I was That was a fun afternoon one. I liked it. Um, mm. It was cool to see Lindsay Lohan, like... As a real person, we've talked, I don't know, I think we've talked about this before, but there was a time where Brian Rodriguez and I were at Joey's house, and that was the day that Lindsay Lohan released a video having a really weird accent, and they asked her about it, and she said, my accent is just of the world. She's a citizen of the world. She's a citizen of the world, and we didn't know what that meant, and that didn't really answer what her accent was, but it sounded very strange, and we were like, Lindsay, we've seen you in films your entire life. Yep. You did not have this accent at any point until now. So that's 
very strange. So you never know, man. You never, never know. Can't yeah, can't can't read it. That's for sure. And like I said, I think in the last episode, I think this is the first Lindsay Lohan movie any podcast on the network has covered. Because again, I don't know who would. I mean, Brian could have. I guess he should. I guess he hasn't done Mean Girls yet. I think he said he was saving Mean Girls forever. Right? Okay. Like I think that's what we because we were like, you haven't done Mean like Mean Girls has to be up there. He's like, dude, that's just like in the bag for one day. What other movies? I mean, Parent Trap. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's some that like the contenders could have done. Oh wait, no, just kidding. We covered Machete. She was in Machete. Oh shit! I totally forgot that. Yes. We do have a monopoly on Lindsay Lohan, though. All your Lindsay Lohan content comes from Too Fast. Let's I didn't say all your Lindsay Lohan are belong to us. <laughs> That's a modern internet reference, right? Yeah. Is that what the kids are saying now? <laughs> People are like what? What is that? Anyway, next week we got Furious Seven. Back to the, back to the Furious movies, Fast the and grind. Furious. Furious Seven. Yeah. Mosey Jaconda. Yes. Yes. Mister Nobody. Yeah. Deckard Shaw. Vengeance. True. Any other thoughts, Joe? Anything else you want to say before we close up? No, that was a cute one. I kind of now I want to go see the fucking old Herbie movies though, because like I want to see what I remember. The Love Bug. Oh yeah, they're all on Disney Plus. You know what? I saw that. Yeah. I fucking saw that in Disney Plus at one point. Okay, thank you for reminding me. So the Love Bug, the newest one, is nowhere. It doesn't look like. You can't, I, I don't know, you might even have to like, I don't know, that's nowhere. Bruce Campbell, though, uh, plays Hank Cooper, Bruce Campbell of Evil Dead and stuff, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. But the other four, the first four, the original four, are all on Disney Plus. If you want to watch more Herbie, maybe watch the first one. I don't know. Let me see here. Hold on. 2.7, 2. 2.4. 2. 2. So, so just watch the first one. Yeah. Yeah. For all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Come back next week for Furious 7. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at TooFastTooForever.shop. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll tell you all about it when we see you 